the best part of a podcast is trying to find that perfect intro song. You don't really consult us, so it's all on you. Pat, you found the perfect intro song. <laughs> Thank you very much. April Fools. Oh, shit. Well, I found the worst one, and then I found one that's, I guess, the polar opposite. It's not very good either, but we're here. We are. Baseball opening day. This is the Yes, This Is podcast opening day. Presents. Op- presents opening day, the yep. baseball episode. And that's why we have huge fan Emily Goodwin in the house. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, we're going to alienate the last remaining bits of our audience <laughs> who, as far as I know, don't like sports. So, uh, It's going to be a lot of baseball interjections tonight. Yeah, so if you have it's a bucket. on the big screen here. If you have a bucket and it's painted as your favorite team. Flip it over and sit on down on it. <laughs> what do you think they do with the bucket? I don't know. We can't just throw that bit in there without <laughs> so, explanation. So, uh, anyway, this is Yes, This Is Podcast. The Yes has a question mark after it. So, it's like, Yes, This Is Podcast. Episode 22, you're now just going full I'm force going with full the force. <laughs> the name. I have to embrace, like, the, 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 the hand we've been dealt, but... yeah. Our buddy Jim Joyce and our acquaintance Neil, they uh, are big Arsenal, the Gunners. Soccer fans. Soccer fans. So we have, a, we have a little text thread going with like eight people on and it. And this is one of these, do you have a, te- like what's the longest running text thread you're part of? I, you looking for dates? Yeah. I don't know, years. Years. I think like the one I'm in. I have a text thread from a friend who announced the birth of her son, and he is now five. Okay, that's wow. pretty um, impressive. I was yeah. impressed by our text thread because I'm not. I'm in a family one. This this has to be your only group text thread, Scott. Just the ones with these various people. Okay. I don't really have a family one. It doesn't get much use. <laughs> you should have just stopped after family. <laughs> um, Many families. Well, you can just yell at the window if you want to talk to them. <laughs> Uh, so we're in this soccer thread, football thread, and it it gets a lot of action. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I, I have a good. It, it's got Jim Joyce, Neil Gunner, Pete Horntree. It's got everybody in it. Call everybody out by name. Yeah, and uh, for some, I don't know the reason, mm-hmm. but Jim Joyce was sending us pictures of him painting, spray like painting, and five, stenciling a five-gallon bucket. Yeah. Oh, this is the bucket thing. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's like stenciling and spray painting this bucket, and it was he was giving us updates. He might have already had done it, but like it was in progress. And then he's like, "Yeah, there's this bucket that exists now." And it just so, made no sense. There was no so, context. No, no just, explanation. <laughs> but just then, bucketing. So this Saturday is Arsenal Liverpool. Liverpool. That's my team. And uh, Arsenal is Jim's team. Yeah. So and that's the bucket a whole is another, Arsenal. The bucket is painted as an Arsenal. Okay. It's got like a... Arsenal's logo is like a cannon type thing. So it's got that on it. Makes sense. Now, mind you, Jim just jumped on the Arsenal bandwagon about six weeks ago. <laughs> but they also suck, so... They also stink, and they're... I mean, con- who doesn't like an underdog, though? Well, he was on the biggest underdog of all, and he left. <laughs> yeah, and, it, like, you can't... I don't, I don't. It's neither here nor there. So this Saturday, I'm like... I'm thinking to myself... Yeah, where are you guys watching the game? Maybe I'll tag along. And they go, he was like, we're watching it at Neil's house, and we will have the buckets. <laughs> so they so, each made a bucket. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe yeah he they did. So I don't like that threat that they have the buckets. <laughs> Am I going to 
be in the bucket? Is there going to be a substance in the bucket? Scott might be able to get the exact quote. That will be dumped on you? Or are they going to drink from the bucket? We weren't sure. And we never got an answer. So Pat goes, how are they used? (laughs) And Jim just says, wait, first he goes, but bad news. We have buckets and we know how to use them. (laughs) That is a threat. So Pat says, how are they used? Jim goes, for sitting and celebrating. Never, Never to fill. The bucket needs to give consent. Well, that's nice. That's a real sort of. Although, yeah, I feel like I don't don't want to dissect that too much. I texted Scott. I'm like, I'm just, I'm being threatened right now, and I've probably made a bad decision by even possibly saying I'll attend. Yeah. But you should go. It's fun. I should go. And then I think I'm going to end up with the bucket on my head, and they're going to be hitting (laughs) sticks on my head. There's a lot of animals over there, Emily. If the bucket gives consent to that, Pat, you just anything goes. (laughs) I don't give consent. I yeah, don't want to be in the bucket. You don't matter. It's the bucket, apparently. The bucket. And the bucket has a wide, gaping berth mm-hmm. that it would need to provide consent for. <laughs> so that's where we're at, we're at this week. Um, baseball opening day, my favorite day of the year. And then... It should be a holiday, honestly, for you guys. I mean, <laughs> you took work off. I, I, I didn't take last year off because I frankly didn't give a shit about baseball, but I, I take every opening day off. I'll never forget that opening day where it snowed. Yeah. You were there. I was. We went to Chili Head. We went to Chili Head and saw that. Uh, oh yeah. That Bruce Springsteen bluesy tribute band. Was it? It wasn't Tokyo Tramps. It was. It, it was, was Tokyo, Tokyo Tramps. Tramps. I think I might have left before that. Yeah, those were the that. That was a fun wow. time. That was, was opening day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's snowy. Wow. And today definitely didn't feel like opening day weather. And that's yeah. why they canceled the game. I think they could have played today, though. They could have. They could have played. It was so windy, and it was wet. Yeah. And I like making an early call. You know what, guys? Do it on Friday. Yeah. I mean, there's no... That's why I think you they have the next day off, in right. a way. So, it, Red Sox got postponed, but I think they could have played. I've been outside a couple times today. Yeah, it's nasty. So, it's, good call. I mean, it's April. You never know. We're going to be getting down like 28 tonight. I know. It's it's chilly out. Chilly head. Chilly head. I miss chilly head. <laughs> Yeah, it was a fun venue. It was a fun venue. There's been restaurants in and out of that building. There's a new one going in now called Southern Comfort. Really? Yeah, interesting. Last a month. Clever name. (laughs) It was just a Jamaican place. That was right before the pandemic. That lasted for about nine months. That's too. I I feel I don't like when restaurants fail. This that place is doomed. Yeah, but anyway, you need more than three parking spots. You know, it's the back. It's a long walk. (laughs) Well. I don't know. I think I feel really, I'm really pumped about baseball this year, and it's provided the warm hug that I expected today. It really has. Good. I'm glad. I, I think, you know, because I'm, I'm just out on football, unfortunately. I don't like hockey enough. Like, I like hockey, but I can't watch. I don't know what it is. We don't like hockey. Okay. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> now, you look like you're gearing up to say something. No, I'm not. Okay. I thought I'm you were just gonna- listening intently. What's your favorite sport, Emily? To watch? Sure. On TV or in person? Give me one thing you like about any sport whatsoever. I like basketball. I think it's very exciting. I like baseball because it's a slow pace that I can follow. I don't know what that says about me, but... Doesn't say anything. I think baseball is an enjoyable pace. I, I think part of being a fan of baseball is there's so many nuances that are enjoyable. They can be sup- completely superficial, like a home run. It's intimidating to say I like baseball to the two of you. Because I, sure. I am. But I do enjoy I, I it. I feel like I just, that's, I am, if you like baseball, come on in. <laughs> I, I love to talk baseball. It can be as simple as, 
Hey, yeah. I like when we're gonna get to mansplaining pretty quickly. <laughs> no, I just I feel like I I don't think you should be intimidated by you know saying that you like it. Mm. Um, you know, there's it's a tough sport right now because like they're trying to figure out ways to appeal to like everybody, and I can totally tell there must be like a mandate out this year to like focus on specific players because this season a Rob mandate. Yeah, a raw mandate. A Manfred mandate. He's the commissioner. Okay. His name's Rob Manfred. I was going to say Manfred Mann is, uh, who's, what, what did he sing? It'll come to me. Go ahead. Well, I, I think that they're really trying to like get the sport to like. Yeah, they're not doing a good job. They suck at it. I don't want to <laughs> dwell on this. I'm going to go off. Yeah, well, I, I think that there is definitely, like the face of baseball is Fernando Tatis by yes. far right now. and But he plays in like a weird small market. So I, I don't San know. San Diego. They've only been good for one year. See, when you describe something about baseball as a weird small market, that's where you lose me. I don't understand the business side of it. We don't either, really. I, I do, but that's all right. Well, think of it this way. Can you name two Red Sox players? At the moment, no. Yeah. <laughs> you you should be able to. But <laughs> the fact know. Well, I'm saying it's kind of an indictment of how they haven't spent money and they don't they got rid of like you would have known Mookie Betts. Yeah. But he's not in the Red Sox anymore. But all right, so uh <laughs> now I guess you can say we'll do an intro where I say you can turn on at the eleven oh two mark <laughs> if you can skip sports talk. <laughs> There's gonna be more sports talk as this game continues. So this no. was the episode we wanted to keep short, right? <laughs> this is. Uh so let's read the first thing. Why don't you... Why don't we not read the first thing on the agenda? <laughs> okay, we'll read the second thing. <laughs> um, so, this week, we're going to talk about the movie Another Round. Mm-hmm. It's a Danish movie. Correct. Yes. Directed by Academy Tom- Award-nominated Thomas Vinterberg. Vinterberg. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. We're also going to talk uh, Lizzie Grant. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Lana Del Rey. Yeah, Lana Del Raytheon. Do you ever follow? Do you follow Lana Del Raytheon on Twitter? No, it's a good follow. Uh, her record, Chemtrails Over the Country Club. We're going to talk about that as well. Um, we I, right off the bat, I just want to. Did you like it? It grew on me. Grew Scott, on me slowly. Very okay. slowly. Yes, I agree. All right, I. It grew on me, and then it. What's the opposite of grew? Shrunk. Shrunk on me. <laughs> I just I read the lyrics, which was a bad idea. I didn't read the lyrics. I read the lyrics, so um. I listened at work, and it's not great work music, as Scott pointed out earlier this week. No, it's awful passive listening. Yeah. yeah. Okay, one thing I want to talk about that I guess I like missed this, but the new pasta shape, mm-hmm. new pasta dropped. Yeah, that's a fun little bit on the on the Twitter. Give me a background on this new pasta shape. So, Dan, I forget his last Pashman. name. Pashman. Yeah. He is the host of the Sporkful podcast. It's a great podcast mm-hmm. if anyone likes food podcasts. Um, he has embarked on this endeavor to create and sell a new pasta shape. So, he did all kinds of his own personal research on the best pasta shape. And he has qualifiers that this shape had to meet, like tooth sinkability. Okay. Um, it has to hold sauce. It has to be a unique shape, and it has to be—I forget the, the last thing—but it looks like he did it. Well, so you have a picture here, and it I looks do. like a—it's like a ribbed hook. Yeah, it looks almost like a squid. A squid tentacle. tentacle. That's a great. He calls it cascatelli. Yep. Now, what does that mean? 
Uh, let's look it up. Probably something to do with squids. Squid tentacle. Now, are you a spaghetti? Like, if you're at home and you're making pasta for the family and yourself, what's your go-to pasta? So this is one of the contentious points in my marriage. Uh oh, here we go. My wife just we prefer different pastas. Okay. I'm uh let's see. I like a ziti rigatti. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that when we me and Scott lived together for a little bit, uh, I forgot we spent, about that. <laughs> yeah, we spent a lot of time together. <laughs> we ate a lot of pasta. A Spice, lot of spicy, spicy pasta. pasta. We ate something to soak up the booze. <laughs> we ate pasta so spicy one time we tripped. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. Mild hallucinations. Just off a of <laughs> cayenne pepper. <Yeah. laughs> uh, we would do either a ziti or a rigatome. Those are my two favorites. Yeah. And I like them al dente. Mm-hmm. I want them to be chewy. Tooth sinkability. That's what he's that going for. That tooth sinkability. And I, I want to be able to also heat it up the next day and still have it be kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Scott? So you prefer what? A ZD rigatoni, you said? R- CD regatte with the the, the, the ridges. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Marie? Marie, uh, I don't know. Angel hair. Angel hair. Oh, no. And angel hair kills me. And so like, I went to make a little Alfredo the other night. All we have is angel hair. All I want is a little linguine. Yeah. Maybe some fettuccine. Give me something with a little depth. But it didn't exist. It's tough. Yeah, you're right. Cascatelli is uh, based on the Italian word for waterfalls. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, I think that... Uh, Congratulations, Dan. I know. I want to yeah. try it. I mean... So he has... I think it's episode five that just came out. So he's been documenting this on the podcast, too. The past okay. few episodes have been all about... Uh, creating it impossible it's been called i like that is this like his um work to get it to the shelf or is it just him it's on the shelf yeah yeah how do you make it though what do you put in a mold or something i don't know i haven't been listening to the last few episodes so it does seem tough to that's not that's not just a cut i'm I'm just looking at it it's so interesting to the instagram so the listeners can see what see the symmetry of it has me worried I like my pasta to have like a certain amount of symmetry to it. What do you mean by that? Just it needs to be like equal on both sides. Okay. <laughs> this is oh, like this symmetry. is like a <laughs> curved hook. This this is a curved hook, mm-hmm. right? I don't need to see a curved hook in my pasta. <laughs> How do you feel about bow tie pasta? <laughs> I love bow tie pasta. Do you? Yeah, I love the middle. It gets a nice good it's a little like more solid. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I. I don't know. I, I like. I eat a lot of pasta salads. I don't mm-hmm. just eat red sauce and pasta that often. Yeah. I do a ton of cold pasta salads, probably like twice a week. Wow. My big thing that I eat three times a week is like a cold ramen salad hmm. mixed with like uh, kimchi sauce, vegetables. I'll put those in the fridge for like five hours with the kimchi sauce and kind of almost pickle wow. it. Yeah. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's low calorie. Um, you know, the ramen is only about 180 without the packet. Yeah, I, I don't care don't about eat. calories, but if that's the thing you care oh, about. Oh, I'm then. counting them, baby. <laughs> Are uh, you? Yeah, I count calories. This is All a right. little segue into your other podcast. Yeah, the big top. Tonight's the premiere of Top Chef. I'm mm-hmm. pumped. I'm probably going to watch it. It's, it starts at 8, which I don't. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Usually it's 10. Started at 8. Started at 8. Um, yeah, I'm not really actually excited to watch the season at all. I don't think it's going to be very good. Why? Because it's COVID, and the best thing they do on it is Restaurant Wars, and they're probably not doing it. Oh. So. You'll get to it. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it's exciting to 
to watch it, I suppose, but I, I don't know. It's going to be different. But Their main issues aren't, I don't know. The issues that they have, they make the show not great. They can still avoid those even without a ton of customers and stuff. Yeah. So as long as they do the challenges right, because the best thing is when they have a good challenge or if they make them tell stories with their food, those kind of things. Yeah, or they have family members on to help cook. Yeah, like, so there's different ways to do this stuff. But if they get bogged down in quirky COVID Yeah, it's like uh, you need to cook... Stuff, with hey, a, you know, with a mask instead of wearing eyes. a mask, wear a ma- yeah, they've done that before. <laughs> they've, I know they've done they've, blindfolded they've stuff, done, and it's but now you'd be wearing an N95 upside down <laughs> or something like that wouldn't be great. Well, one of the best things they've only done it like three times, but it's a blind taste test where you taste like all different spices and foods and cheeses. It's a great 15 minutes. It's a great 15 minutes, but also sometimes they swing. It's crazy how poor some of the chefs do. Would you be good at a blind taste test? I'd like to think so, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm stunned at some some of the things they don't get. Like, if you put a raw scallop in my mouth, I'll totally know what it is. Oh, yeah. That's you would think. Keep your bedroom life <laughs> oh, <geez>. private. <laughs> uh, sorry, that was a, uh, <laughs> what do they call those? What are what, bull balls? Um, Rocky bull Mountain bull. Oysters. <laughs> yeah, Rocky Mountain <laughs> Oysters. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to watch it. We'll watch it tonight. Um, so I have... Well, new pasta. Maybe we should try it. I can't, unfortunately. But wait, what? <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> Just, hold on, wait. Let me. Maybe we should try the pasta. Let's try it. Okay, and we can all report back on how it is. Let's do it. <laughs> Gluten allergy. Yeah. Yeah. It's my life. I think it's a short row. So she says. It's a short row between gluten allergy and QAnon. I feel like they're on the same avenue. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) I'm just kidding. QAnon, their favorite food is probably plain pasta with butter, I would guess. I mean, which (laughs) I also love. It's adrenochrome. Yeah. (laughs) It's the (laughs) adrenaline from babies. They want it because the politicians keep having it. Uh, Yeah, that stinks. What if this is gluten free? Yeah, let's do it. If he makes a gluten-free version of that shape. You know they're asking him. I'll ask him. I'll write in and say, hey, our very famous podcast, <laughs> we want to try this pasta. Unfortunately, one of us is gluten-free. Can you make that happen? I think I think that's possible. And it's, It might be th- possible if nothing yeah. else. I like that as the name of a podcast, Impossible. Yeah. There have been crazy strides in gluten-free food in the last like three years. When I worked at Legal Seafoods in the kitchen, mm-hmm. the gluten-free stuff was disgusting. But I think yeah. now it's probably better. It's better. There's definitely decent pasta out there now. Yeah. Bread is not an option yet. So That's a tough work one. On bread. Yeah. yeah. All the fry, the fry batter at Legal is gluten-free without asking. Oh, good to know. Have you ever had gluten-free food? A few things that I was not a fan of. I'm stunned. What did you have? I don't know. Nothing intentionally, I don't think. <laughs> he was poisoned. Somebody... <laughs> poisoned him you know what when the you buy, hell is this you know when you buy like fat-free shredded cheese by accident you sprinkle it on the lasagna and then you oh, look yeah, does it doesn't melt yeah. it's just like yeah. plastic <laughs> there's no moisture in it yeah so i'm sure i think i had a gluten-free experience like that most of it's not great so i wouldn't be surprised uh, scott's like I've, I've had a gluten-free experience <laughs> um i don't want to talk about it scott gave me a beer while i was gluten-free and told me it wouldn't be a problem this well, was years and years ago can i guess was it stone delicious no. That was my assumption. It was an extremely sour, uh, I think it was a Lambic. I like how he's an expert. So, so was it a problem? <laughs> it was actually fine. So. Oh. God damn, I'm so smart. Yeah, he is pretty <laughs> smart. So, uh, It was a long, long time ago. Plus, you accepted it. 
right? Yeah. Okay, blame I her. I mean, peer pressure, yeah. though. Blame her for your gluten-free experience. <laughs> I, I enhanced her experience. I have Greg Holland on my team. I don't know why I drafted him. He's such a throwback guy. He's been in the league forever. This is what it's going to be like. No, it's not. 45 minutes? How long? You want to get it to an hour? It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, all right. So story time with Pat. Let me tell a quick story. Let's hear it. I'm, I've been looking forward to this it's story. It's not going to so, hit. So first he pumped this story up like two days ago. And now yeah. just before the, I just, the okay, show, so he said, eh, it's not For some good. reason, I decided to look at my Google calendar, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it. And like for the way Gmail works is that if you – Let's say you make a restaurant reservation. They scan your email and they'll add it to your calendar. So I'm looking at it and there's like, there's shit on this calendar. And I'm like, I never, what is this? And it was like tour of Lake Pearl in Rentham and uh, Rose Venue in uh, fucking Bellingham. And then I realized it w- my ex is getting married. Oh, no. And, all, and it, we still have a shared calendar. <laughs> Wow, she. I mean, obviously, she doesn't realize that her car- calendar oh, I, is still. I, I added. Uh, I added a few things myself <laughs> to see if she would spot. I put. Can we hear a single? Triplets do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then I put after that, uh, post birth. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I put, no, but like I was really confused. It was, th- but it like kind of hit me all at once. And so today I. I unshared the calendar but that's a tough way to find out your exes you didn't send her an email congrats i just saw the next april 14th at 4 p.m you guys are touring the rose ballroom and <laughs> well no i didn't joey um so i i don't know i just was like it's good for her but at the same time it is kind of weird yeah that's a weird way to find out i you mean made, you made it through you're okay <laughs> i am okay are you not friends on social media uh, she doesn't really do social media, mm. but like I can respect that. <laughs> one of our old cats we had together died a couple months ago, so she emailed me to let me know, and I was like, "Well, Chester, who I got from her like three years ago, we've been broken up for like it's been a while at this point, but I saw her at the Middleborough Rotary that forty four to get the cat, and we were cordial, but." Whatever. I know she lives in Swansea now. She probably is a listener. Melissa, what up? Chester is, he's doing fine. Chester is doing fine. survived the breakup. Yeah, he did. So, I thought that was weird. And it's like, doesn't sound like going to be a great wedding. Lake Pearl? Come on. <laughs> you can do better than that. Yeah? Were you getting married? Disney World. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fenway Park. You know what? How many weddings have you been to? I just remembered that I've been to 13. You added them all up, huh? I did because we were... I would have to add them up, but I have to be like close to 25 maybe. That's insane. Like that is... Too many. That's awful. Uh, Uh, Joey. Maybe 20. Uh, I forgot about Mark Dale's Fenway wedding. Yeah. You went to both? No. No? I only went to one. Okay. How many Narciso weddings? Just one. One of the two. One of the two or three? I don't think he's married again yet. Oh. I'm sure it's coming. I think she's yeah. just pregnant. This is going to make sense to no one. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> so, um, it uh, could be j- baseball players for all our listeners know. They could be. These are old friends who included me in their first groomsman party and then did not invite me to their second wedding. <laughs> yeah. I, I think so this that, happened to me twice. <laughs> it is funny that, like, you you got that like stuck in your craw, and Jeff Weeks also has it stuck in his yeah. craw, too. He's <laughs> pissed about it as well. But anyway, that's my story. Um, <clears throat> d- 
Did you see the po- the photo I put up about? I called it Dude Rock Moment of the Week. I did. That is so adorable. It really is. Describe it. Uh, I'll have Scott describe it because I can't pronounce these uh, names. Was it Shea Gilgis Alexander? Yeah. And, and Lou Dort. So Shea Gilgis Alexander, point guard for the Oklahoma City Thunder, went to go get his vaccination shot. And so Complex Sports tweeted out that Shea is scared of needles. So Lou Dort, who is his teammate, held his hand when he, while he received the vaccine. And there's a picture of Lou Dort holding Shay's hand. No, and there's Lou, a crying no. emoji. Shea is gripping his forearm. That's what it okay. really. Yeah, I guess so. All right. I thought I the caption was a little weird, but like, it, I mean, it is nice. Oh yeah, I didn't look at it that closely. But Shay is looking down, just kind of staring at. And what what does Shay have for a shirt on? <laughs> that is Tupac. Tupac, and it's got a huge weed thing on it too. Sure, why not? So I thought that was pretty cool. I am also scared of needles, so I can really, relate. yeah. You can handle getting the vaccine, though. I handled getting the vaccine. I cannot always handle getting blood drawn. I just cry, and I can't help it. Oh, my and God, really? And I have really? to apologize to the phlebotomist and just say it's I can't control it. I don't know how to try <laughs> to control it. Huh. It's very, yeah, it's a real reaction. I've only had blood drawn, like, twice in my life. I don't I don't mind it. I mean, I don't like, they they're say, like they say don't make a fist, and I'm like, I must make a fist. <laughs> So that that's just tough. Pop it right out. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to do exactly what they say not to do. Um, this thing I put up uh, the red flags. Did mm. you read that? Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of funny, but I don't know if where really... did you find this and and it was why? just on Twitter. Like a red flag when you're dating someone is if they like. But this is like a 23 year old female's current red flags. Okay, so but, some of these all right, things. But Scott, I how don't old know. are you? 37 37 so let's just say you were back in the dating scene right right okay imagine scott in the dating scene he's got it sounds awful he's got a backwards hat on maybe his best jersey (laughs) i'm actually describing myself right now joey gallo was the third walk of the day my phone so i can get a picture of this continue pat so um do you like joe rogan no no kanye west appraisal and obsession not anymore but you were there at one point yes um predominantly listening to music made by men i will say that i will not one of your favorite artists is saint vincent so i cannot allow well, that's the thing a lot of these things applied to me 12 to 15 years ago and they apply to probably people who are 20 yeah so yeah. i've grown out of a lot of these this would definitely be you correcting me when it wasn't necessary at all is that why you put this up here because you thought it was scott no i just thought <laughs> that there's things that we can all sort of has kicked a hole in the wall during the it patriots says, it says punch to wall <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to extrapolate that down to a different extremity and owns, include a hole. I like th- the way she phrased it though. Has a wall punched. <laughs> owns three or more denim jackets. I do. That's Patrick. Talks about their ex a little too much. Uh, I've been guilty of that. Wait, what's the story you just told? I know. <laughs> um, mean towards their mom or mother figure. Not me at all. Not Scott at all. No. You believe in that stuff? Yeah, I can kind of. Yeah kind of see that beyonce nikki hater i'm not i do not know enough about beyonce or Nicki minaj to even make i don't know anything about their music now it would be i don't know cardi and megan though yeah i mean i i've listened to cardi's record i dig it but megan the stallion the only thing i know the stallion the only thing i know about her is that carl crawford owns her record label really yeah good for him Mm -hmm. he's he, he discovered her nice that's cool so yeah I wouldn't say either of you are haters of this, of that music, or people. 
No, not at all. Every time you bring up something, they have something bad to say about it. I probably do that. <laughs> this one's interesting. Doesn't say hi to everyone in a group setting. I do say hi to everyone in a group setting. But Scott, I don't think he does. No, I'm going to pick and choose. And then he can pretend he has autism. That's why he doesn't do it. No. no. Okay. I hate small talk, man. Doesn't clean dishes after eating. Scott definitely does. What about you? I have a dishwasher. Let's, let's harken back to the days that you lived together. I know. I was a bad dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I had many quirks and foibles that were hard to <laughs> wrap a head around. Hasn't cried for years. I've cried. I don't know. Well, you both cried at Boys State, the documentary, right? I, a little bit. It wasn't crying of... That's, When's the last time you, either of you cried? This is a good question. <laughs> uh, pff, I, like, legit cried? Mm-hmm. There was a movie a couple months ago. I forget which one it was. Not Boy State. No, that was more just like a well up. Okay. Yeah, it was a well up. I mean, there was something else. Cried. Oh my god. Anything like once? I was sad when that cat died. But did you cry? No. <laughs> <laughs> Movies. One year when you get kids, just certain stuff just hits differently and just makes you feel really emotional. And it's not even always movies about kids. It's just certain aspects of a movie would just feel weird. Even like The Rider. I was pretty sad during parts of The Rider. The Rider was sad. Uh, I, I cried during Nomadland. Nomadland was but, the last time I like, cried. Okay. I, I Maybe don't, that's what I'm thinking of. I have trouble identifying what my emotions are. Because mm-hmm. like we talked about Nomadland, I did not find it to be a sad movie. I found it to be like but an exhilarating not- movie. You're not necessarily crying because you're sad all the time. Well, that's time. what Pat's saying. He's trying to examine himself yeah. and like why are tears coming out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I welled up during another another round. Yeah, there's sad parts in that, but also the parts that no, of Nomadland that made me cry weren't the same. It wasn't the same kind of crying as in another round. I mean, yeah. this one part of another round that's really sad. We'll get to it. We'll get to it, but. <laughs> Yeah, I cried. Let me think. I've like legit. It might. When I worked at the bank, I had a customer who actually made me upset. He called me an asshole and he called me dumb. That's and, mean. Yeah, it is mean. Uh, That's really I wish mean. I got to see it. Scott laughs. No, it made it, you. It you know. Also, I spilled. Um, I was sitting next to this girl and we were sharing a sandwich on top of the computer. <laughs> And we were like reaching down for it and we split the sandwich and there's a seltzer water and this was a brand new computer that day and she spilled the seltzer water on the sandwich. I'm sorry, on the computer and it ruined it. It was non-iodized water and it shorted out the computer and then the fall. Do you believe that she spilled it? No, I took the blame for it. It was somebody your wife knows. Okay. From West Bridgewater. All right. And I got in trouble. Good for you for taking the blame for it. You do have a history of spilling stuff. (laughs) Very much so. I know. But I, my boss like was so mad at me and like, I couldn't figure out, I was like upset and mind you, I'm like 29. Mm. So like I was tearing up. It was weird. Like, I don't know why though. Is this the bank? Yeah, this is the bank. Okay. Emotions hit you in different ways. Yeah, but. But it's um, okay to cry. The customer made me like upset he was German or like some sort of Eastern Bloc country. <laughs> and he just was like going off on me. I can't really remember, but I was like upset, you know. Yeah. 
sorry. <sighs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I do Do we cry. need a break? I think I need to grab another drink. Can I just ask what another Triple round? X ten, yeah. ten, 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 He's a rapper. Oh. He's dead. Just that? That's all it is? It's a red flag? There's no explanation? If you like, he was, bad, he was a bad guy. Okay. Yeah. He, he liked to smack his women around a little. Okay. Now, one thing that me and Scott can agree on is that we're not... I hate Elon Musk lovers. That is one Very genre so. of person. Like Elon Musk is a scumbag. Uh, he's just a billionaire asshole. Yeah, he just yeah. It's like he's, every other billionaire so Elon asshole. Musk he's also on this list. He's not a scientist. And when he bought te- he bought Tesla, and part of the contract when he bought Tesla was that he the it was rewritten that he was one of the founders. Have you seen some of the new terms they have in like? Yeah, he's like the chief fucking like cr- like big yeah. brain or something like and the stupid. money guy has a really dumb like gold he's the, bars he, no he's the fucking little finger oh master of coin yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so yeah <laughs> that's really that's in like the that's in the, the tesla terms and conditions master of coin yes is and the it's treasurer. all the it's all the people online are like this <laughs> like doing that that face so um Wears a horrible outfit on the first date. Not me. I wear cool outfits. I'm a good dresser. Well, there's wears a horrible outfit on the first date, and then wears an outfit that doesn't match the setting we were in. So it's pretty that high maintenance. Yeah. We went out to eat, me and Sarah, a couple months ago. We went to this oyster bar in Situate, and I wore this exact same outfit, but I had a, a Vlad Guerrero jersey and my denim jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like what the fuck is this i'm like we got money baby don't worry about it like that's my thought process uh, but like i don't have did you money. have track pants on too absolutely yeah, yeah i don't have a problem with that this is a- you should emily Why? <laughs> you should what no. am i supposed to wear wear what you want wear what makes you feel comfortable who cares hey when they see my 30 percent tip they ain't got no problem with what i'm wearing <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't cried in years. Dismisses allegations or controversies on their favorite artist celebrities. Definitely not us. We embrace these. We do. Yep. I'll stop listening to somebody if they have a they got a problem. My exes are so crazy. Everyone has done me so wrong. I never say that. I never say females. Cuts me off a lot. Yeah, probably. So I don't know. I like this list. <laughs> so were you concerned that you fit the bill for a lot of these things? Is that why you put this here? I mean, what if the other red flags were listens and quotes come town? <laughs> that, that's definitely a red flag. Buys Chinese jerseys. That's just a problem. It's not Speaks a red flag. in a Chinese accent while wearing the jerseys. That would be a red flag. Okay. <laughs> Theoretically. Good thing you don't do that. Let's just make no, that clear. No, certainly don't. Don't. At least not on air. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a funny list. Um, Coen Brothers or. It's funny because it, it's not, is it Ethan or Joel? I think it's Joel. Joel. But then it says the Coen brothers discover black people. Well, that was just a Twitter comment. Yeah. I, I, they're doing Macbeth. I think it's going to be sick. The cast looks great. Yeah. Denzel's leading it. Yeah. Do you, did, we ever, did we ever talk about this when we had the opportunity to see that play, the Coen brothers play in oh. Boston? And it was like during the week and we just couldn't make it happen. Was it a snowstorm too? It was just one of those there things. There was one other big circumstance, but um, we just got, it was like short notice. It was was it at BU? Was it free? It was I don't at even BU. Yeah, details. it would have been incredible. And yet we found a reason not to go. It was like during the week, and you were still working at like Trukies. It was more recent than that. 
I'm gonna do. I want to do. A, no, no. I was at the bank. I was crying, just <laughs> breaking down, <laughs> covering um, for spilled laptop, splitting yeah. sandwiches. I, it's I, kind of a cute story, though. I, I mean, I like. Yeah, it, I. We call it a spill cute. Yeah, spill cute. <laughs> How do you know what a meat cute is? That's just a term that gets thrown around. I, yeah. I never heard it until a couple weeks ago. What? Mm-hmm. That's correct. You don't watch enough romantic comedies. That's I don't why. watch any. Yeah. Um, this is good news for Scott. I call this Scott's good news of the week. First dog major involved in another biting incident. <laughs> <laughs> He's shitting I all over the floor lately, too. On the agenda. See, Scott liked Trump because his big insult was... He'd lay down like a dog. Like <laughs> he loved comparing people to dogs when they acted like shitheads. And that's the only thing you liked about him, right? I wouldn't go that far. No. <laughs> okay, but yeah, poor the Biden's dogs. I I, I like a rocky beginning. Dogs are gonna be dogs. I you like know what? That these are like shitty fucking German shepherds. They're shitting everywhere. They need hey. to be groomed. They're biting people. They're dogs. <laughs> I know, but it's not like a. <laughs> like some golden retriever. Speaking of shitty dogs. Golden retriever, come on. No. <laughs> Speaking of shitty dogs, we don't have to go too far into the Matt Gates thing. But oh, I want to <laughs> go I want to go in wicked deep. I was wondering if we were going to get a uh, Nestor update. I don't update. think people really know who he is. He's a Florida congressman who We talked about him last week with Nestor. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about him. Nestor must be pissed right now. <laughs> he's got to be. Yeah. But um, my favorite deep, so he's in a whole bunch of shit for child sex trafficking across state lines. Box of bearskin condoms. That's what, that was going to be my detail. I did not know Sorry. that. No, so there were some quotes from other like GOP aides and they're like, our guy has said, don't let me be caught in a photo with Gates anywhere at all because at some point it's going to come back on me. Yep. And Which was a great detail of that article. It was. And so... They were talking about other just ridiculous things about how he's a literal caricature just of a huge jockish asshole. And outside his office door in the trash bin, what was the name of it? Trojan bearskin condoms. There was a, a box. A Costco-sized box of Trojan bearskin condoms like sticking out of the trash can. Now, of this. he's facing allegations for having relationships with 17-year-olds? The allegations are for carrying her across state lines. Okay. Yeah. Like, also, that is considered sex trafficking as well, though. It might be. It's kind of a gray area. Sex trafficking laws are very weird. They are. And also... Also, how old is Matt Gaetz? He was 37 either when it happened or he's 37 now. Well, it happened in 2020, so... Sex trafficking laws aside, it's Oh, it's... Yeah, right. Definitely. (laughs) What he's doing is bad. Well... The age of consent in some state. I'm just kidding. No, but that's that's what the Republicans <laughs> oh, yeah. are saying. Most of them. That's their defense. I Out of all... Okay. I'm going to throw it out there like this. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're at a baseball game. Mm-hmm. You, you're watching it. It's Texas. It's like 10 years ago. You're looking at the guy behind home plate. His name's Rod Barajas. What does he have? I don't know. He's got a really nice good face okay what is matt face. what does matt gates have a really the shittiest face. fucking face i've ever seen <laughs> in He's my entire money. life his dad was a super rich guy he was a congressman before him mm-hmm. they, they were also saying like 
imagine how like how much money you have where potentially being blackmailed for 25 million is like <laughs> slightly feasible because that's what he said he was being blackmailed for I, th- there are some missing facts in this story well, you, you saw the um the wire stuff about his dad no oh so while was it newsweek what article was it that we breitbart while (laughs) while gates was melting down while this was coming out during two or three glorious hours on twitter he all of a sudden comes out and says we're basically reverse wiretapping the fbi because of this blackmail scheme from another fbi agent and my dad's wearing a wire he's an fbi informant so like and he's just throwing this out there so like the idea what he's trying to say is that there's a rogue justice department agent who's trying to set him up but he's working with the FBI to set up this guy. It's like yeah. double agents. It's and then he ended it with a very Zack Snyder finish. Release the tapes, DOJ. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. It was. Uh, it was and a good. Did night you see on him on Tucker Carlson? No, this was I only read the Matt Fuller article. That, no, this that, was during the same two okay. hour span. He went to Tucker Carlson, and Tucker called him out and didn't believe he, a word of so it. So Tucker, you know, carries the water for the GOP, and somehow, even, but and. He so Matt Gates was like, "Hey, you you were in a scandal as well, and uh, that was that that never amounted to anything." And like this happened ten years ago, and it was like Tucker's like, "Well, why are we bring why are you bringing that up?" It was really weird. <laughs> and then uh, at the end, Tucker was like, "That is one of the weirdest interviews I've ever conducted." That's <laughs> and, a pretty good Tucker impression. <laughs> and it it really and he's just doing that face. Yeah. It was really strange. I hate Matt Gates. I hate his fucking face. Yeah. I'm so Florida. sick of guys that think they can just do whatever they want. They can't. And then what's the repercussion? He gets removed from committees? He doesn't I know. even get like removed from the Well, Congress? Kevin McCarthy said that if these are true, like, yeah, he's he's fucked. But it's again, I think it's a gray area and they're gonna is dad daddy's gonna pay for a lot of lawyers. Daddy. Daddy pays. You know And who's gonna look out for Nestor then? I think that we as a podcast we should adopt Nestor. <laughs> We can make him fourth Mike. We can ask him stuff. I feel bad for Nestor. Nestor's doing all right, I think. Nestor. I'm surprised Matt Gates is... We don't have... All right. Okay. Enough uh, Well, no, I want to say this is that if Matt Gates represents the panhandle, if the panhandle did not exist, Florida would be fucking blue. I just want to throw that out there. Because you remember during the coverage where they were like, Florida was kind yeah. of... Yeah. You knew they was, it was going to end up being red. But like, but they it was fill close. Up, yeah, there was a moment where we that, thought maybe because that's Alabama. That fucking panhandle is Alabama. All right. So that's our Matt Gates. We'll we'll do a little thing on him every week. I think. Um, <laughs> I mean, who knows what's coming down the pipeline? The Gates, Nestor, the Gates gaff of the week. G- yeah. Gates gaff of the week. I like that a lot. What do you want to talk? Do you want to take a quick break? Let's, Let's take, take a, break. a break and then okay. get into the media. All right, yeah. we'll get in the media. All right. Well, we'll be back in a few. Let me play a little outro song. This is called I Hate Children. Wow. I never travel to the house. I hate children. Raise a gun to walk in the Funky. I like this song a lot. I want to get to the pre-chorus. Yeah, 
we are back to actually get to the meat of why we do this podcast. <laughs> What's uh, our timestamp here? Uh, we're at 45 <laughs> minutes. So You were shooting for an hour, so... Uh, I think we'll probably hit about an hour 20, which would be fun. Okay. What do you want to talk about first? Lana or... I'd like to talk about another round first. Okay. So we all watched the Oscar-nominated film for Best Director. Another round. Another round. Or in Danish, drunk. Drunk, which means binge drinking. Yeah. Um, This is a movie that kind of got a lot of hype. Um, I knew nothing about it until Scott texted us saying... We can watch it. <laughs> you are allowed to watch it. We got the <laughs> Scott text. Um, it's in Danish, and it stars Mads Mikkelsen. Am I saying that right? Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelob. Um <laughs> Yeah, so subtitled. It's subtitled. Mm-hmm. Um, I- I've been on like a little bit of tran- a translation kick since Parasite last year. Because you I loved thought- Parasite. I thought Parasite was one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. It was a fantastic movie. It had moments of being funny. I wouldn't overall say it was a funny movie. My definite, like, I think Goodfellas is one of the, the funniest movies I've ever seen. And Very it, different comedy than Parasite, though. But it's black comedy, essentially. It's Scott? I'm not a Goodfellas guy. Oh, interesting. Dude's but, doing uh, rock. You're not really a mob movie guy. I'm not much of a mob movie guy, no. no. Um, Parasites, it is funny, but it's, I'm more with Emily. But you're going, I'm basing it on the translation was like, really, I thought there were jokes in that, that I'm like, how are they getting this across? Do you know that the translation is adjusted for like English verse? Oh God, really? Yeah. So still, whoever did the translation had some funny jokes. Yeah. And that's definitely a big part of it. But, uh, like some of the, like the university where like the kid in the beginning, the tutor goes, they changed it to like Oxford instead of. In the original, it's one of the Korean prestigious universities. Oh. Like, stuff like that. They made it that something that our, us dummies could yeah. understand. You know, you got to dumb it down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I love Parasite. I've only seen it movie. once. Yeah. It's not a so, movie you really want to rewatch. Disagree. No. It's really good. I, I, I mean, I don't tense. know. Yeah, but now you know this, what's coming. Also, it had like a crazy good twist that I'm stoked that I was never spoiled. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, maybe I'll rewatch it. I don't know. But... It's probably a movie you could watch once a year, I would say. Oh, that's... Maybe. It's not a movie that you could throw on, like, uh, The Big Show. If I die at 100, I'll be like, I'm so glad I watched (laughs) Parasite 70 times, (laughs) or whatever. Um, So, going into another round, I was pretty stoked, and the subject matter is very... My stomach's growling. Can you hear that? I did hear that. That was my stomach. Did you Uh, have any supper? Dinner? Whatever you want to call it. I supped. I had some uh, uh, pork gyoza. Wow, you're so fancy. <laughs> so the movie, it's describe what the movie's about, Scott. So Mads and three of his colleagues all work at a college, a college high school, right? Or is mm-hmm. it high school? High school and secondary school. Yeah. Second, all of their lives are. Mads plays about forty. The lives seem to 40? be trending down. Oh, 50. Older, yeah. yeah. No, the uh, birthday party in the opening scene, he's 40. That's his 40th birthday party. But it's for his colleague. Yeah, not it wasn't him. him. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he his was colleague the that guy. has like younger kids. And, All right. Yeah. That was the little tubby dude, right? And so while they're at this birthday party, they're discussing, I forget the philosopher's name, but he says, he philosophizes that. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, a, 
BAC of 0.05 is the perfect way to go through life. BAC it, meaning blood alcohol. I was gonna content. do this. I was gonna say it is the perfect way to go through life. So just a light buzz, and then you're a little bit more loosened up. You enjoy things a little more. And Mads, who's feeling a bit depressed, decides he's going to go for it. And but so he just starts. He, to set the stage, he is abstaining from any alcohol at this birthday celebration because he's driving. And they're kind of giving him a hard time about yeah. it. But then they start to talk about this philosopher. And he's, and you can kind of see the gears turning in his head. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to have a little bit of that Russian vodka that you're all trying. I'm going to mm-hmm. have a little bit of that that wine that you're all trying. But and then, then he, it goes the from vodka, But then he guzzles it. The vodka yeah. looked good. They, they made did. everything look good. They did, yeah. I, he was, I think, in the big. Be- Not to interrupt Scott, you can continue on. I'm sorry. So they decide as a group, they're all going to try to just have a few drinks throughout the day and just stay at a 0.05 BAC. Um, the goal is to always be at that level and to stop drinking by 8 p.m. so that you're not staying up all night getting shit faced. You're just getting a little buzz throughout the day and enjoying yourself. And predictably, they all have a great time. Everything's going swell. So they decide to double it up to point one, And then things start to go a little more wrong. And then for they decide to see how drunk they can get. And things fall apart. For our listeners that don't have a drinking problem, what is point five? Uh, probably two beers in, in an hour and a half or so. I would say, yeah. Maybe two beers in two hours. Around there. In the movie the main character is taking a swig of vodka every between classes mm-hmm. i would say and then testing his his breath so the okay so like yeah that's what the plot is but it's also sort of this like reflection on a midlife crisis mm-hmm. very much so um and you know hijinks ensue but it's right. also sort of this weird so that's why he embraces this philosophy because he's sort of sitting there analyzing his life he has two kids two teenage aged kids shitty and a, teenagers and a distant disinterested wife yeah and a beautiful they're just kind apartment. of falling apart a beautiful house he's seen his students are disengaged he knows he's kind of falling apart in his career his marriage all aspects of his life hence the midlife crisis so he decides to embrace this way of life to see if it helps and it does yeah that's the weird thing of the movie is that it doesn't cast any judgments it's yeah there's no before we go too far in this which i didn't know until i read keith law's review that i knew this uh, thomas vinterberg's daughter had died she had actually pitched him the movie it was about the drinking culture the danes yeah she had given him like a synopsis and she passed away in a car accident so he kind of changed the tone of the movie where it was more all about drinking and then made it a little bit more life affirming. Yeah. And I think that that and, and the actors were her classmates as well. Yes. In, so, in the school. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I don't I think what made the movie kind of good was that they didn't there was no judgment being cast. Like that's a really good point. They They let you form your own opinion and judgment on the characters i think we can all agree that drinking while working is probably bad but they made it look great for a minute <laughs> but like i think they let you Speaking make as someone who works with teenagers every day they made it so look have you enticing. ever drank while working no never you've never I've had a beer and then gone back to work at if i went out for a lunch once in the last 11 years one of these we call these the three martini tax deductible lunches. <laughs> yeah, I don't have those. I've three had martini a, problem. <laughs> I've had a few beers, but when I worked at the 99, I would have a couple beers before. That's a totally different culture. 
Well, working in a restaurant is like a different. It doesn't make it right or wrong. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. you're right. It is different, but yeah. you know, I've never done anything. It, you know, a real job that I have now, career. But you know, in the movie, I, I thought one thing that I kind of thought of today when I was thinking about the movie was that the people, the four main people in the movie, mm-hmm. they were probably in college students that didn't drink. I disagree just because it's Danish and well, the culture of drinking was emphasized extremely heavily. But I was, I'm trying to make a parallel to them. They missed out on that binge drink. I'm just, I'm just thinking in my head, like maybe they didn't drink in college I think you're wrong. or in high school. And then they decided to like revit, like as a parallel to the students that were drinking on the weekends, they were like, we're going to take advantage. We're going to do that now because they see how much fun the students are having. I'm not, I was, I was just I disagree just because, so in the beginning, is it the opening scene where they're yeah. doing the, the game, the, the race case around race. the yeah. case race around the lake mm-hmm. and they have all the rules about if so you throw up, you have to throw up as a team. Otherwise you get penalized and you have yeah. to stop every yeah. hundred yard, thousand yards. I was just, that was just kind of thinking, but do you think that just cropped up in the last year? Like that's obviously been a part of their, town i know but i, I was just thinking that these were these dozens of years these adults missed out on that no, when they, they were kids they're going back to their that's okay. what they're going back to it yeah i think that they are trying to find the balance and they they are like harping on this philosophy like thinking it's science and we can go with this and we get away with it like we'll maintain this level and it will be fine it's not crossing a line yeah did you like the kid that only drank he drank a little extra when champions league was on you didn't see that line? Classes. Oh, that was... Oh, no. It, he was, like, kind of interrogating his student about drinking. It's like, yeah. what, how much you drink? And oh, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay. He's like, <laughs> I drink a little more when Champions League is on. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cute. That was the thing I loved about his character, so the main character, was that he really slowly unfolded how much he was enjoying it, and you could see it, like, slowly infiltrating all of his lesson plans. Like, everything, all of a sudden, the way he was teaching involved alcohol. Everything he was talking to the students about involved Mm -hmm. alcohol. He engaged them that way as he's, like, sipping from his coffee cup that had vodka in it. Um, But it, it looked like it was working for him. Until it got too far. Until he slammed into the <laughs> door. Yeah, but, so what I liked about it was I was worried because I had listened to an interview with uh, the director of Interberg and Mickelson. And when they were filming, before they started filming, they took all the actors and everybody to a boot camp where they just drank. And they measured their blood alcohol levels and how they acted and what they looked like. And then they tried to figure out what they would look like and how they would be at the different levels so that during the movie when they were supposed to be acting that way, they would know what they're trying to emulate. Because mm-hmm. it's really hard to act drunk. It is. And one of the things I, I just read was if you're really drunk, which they end up getting shit-faced one night, and you fall down, you just don't put your arms up. Like, you don't protect your face at all. You just slam your face into the ground. <laughs> one member of this podcast probably has some experience with that. Emily, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but this boot camp kind of set them up for it. <clears throat> I forget the initial point here. Well, it was realistic, I guess, is what you're yeah. trying to say. Now, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was good. I don't think that this is... I, I think the, accol- the accolades are kind of getting a little out of control. So, Keith Law in his review 
said pretty strongly that he thinks that the only reason the best director nom happened is because of the the, the, daughter. the daughter story also he thinks it got nominated over one night in miami right i don't think one night in miami was that great either i haven't finished it that yet i loved this movie i thought this was really good and I thought you did too. No, so, I. But <laughs> it, okay, so like, I, it's I think, definitely the lowest you've been on it. All of a sudden, yeah. Patrick. <laughs> um, no, I really enjoyed it, but I, I put this in the same category as like my cat's leg is just shaking while he's sleeping. <laughs> I hope he's okay. Is he sleeping with his eyes open? His eyes are wide I, open. This <laughs> could be the, the end for him. I don't so know. Is this his, the one whose brother just died? No, yeah, let's bro- not talk about that. <laughs> his brother did just die. <laughs> Go grab his leg. Right. Just see if you I'm can control it real quick. Um, I put this in the same type of genre as like Sideways, where but Sideways was. Judgment. I never watched Sideways. Oh, it's brilliant, but it, it's it's a similar movie where it's like drinking is you you have to make your own assumptions. And at the very did his, was his leg okay? He's still alive, right? He looks okay, okay. now. He's okay. All right. So, have you ever seen the movie Sideways? No. Oh, this is a. I've seen Sideways so many times. I know you have. It's a movie about drinking, and they they're a, I, I, they're a little judgmental about it because at, at the end of the movie, you know, at the end of another round, there's no. The end was very confusing to me. He's still fucked up at the end. Well, he sort of gets his life back together. Yeah. So, you know, spoiler. He ends up drinking too much throughout the course of this project. Mm-hmm. His marriage falls apart. He discovers his wife has been having an affair. Now, I don't want to cut you off, but you will. I, I am going to cut you <laughs> off. They, so what happened with his family, I feel like they didn't explain that very well. All of a they sudden, didn't his, need to. They didn't need to. I think with the trend, with being dubbed, or not dubbed. With the subtitles, I thought it was like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that he had been neglecting his family and they were like, you've been drunk for like six weeks. Right, so no, I think what I, my original point before I went into the other story was that... Which went nowhere, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, at first I thought they were gonna kind of take it easy on what the consequences of this would be because it, it went so well when they were doing the point oh five, mm-hmm. and the point one was still pretty good. So then what you're talking about when the confrontation with the family and the sons come in, the night after he was shit-faced and he woke up down the street or whatever. And, like, you've been drunk for weeks. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I guess as a device to move the plot. I, I guess... It's it, not that's a device. How- like, what, what else do you need? They were showing him. <laughs> yeah. But meanwhile, that he thinks he's not being that obvious. Right. He thinks he's keeping it secret. Yeah. But we can all see that he's being obvious. He's drinking... He's starting his drinking at 7 a.m. And he's hiding vodka in various places around the house. You, We don't need to see his wife finding the vodka mm-hmm. bottles. We know it's happening. Do you need it spelled out for you like that? <laughs> I guess that I... I guess it's realistic where you yeah. could be like, I'm having all this fun and then... Yeah, and your family's gonna be like, all right, we'll see where it goes. But then once you hit that... Cross that threshold... They were pissed he couldn't do the canoe trip. He did it. There wasn't wasn't there like another canoe trip planned? No, no. Uh, I was. I thought a canoe she, trip. She, the wife, was trying to back out of it because, she, as we learned, she, she was some, having an affair. Some other banging plans. Yeah. yeah. But Were, then they had the canoe trip. It looked like a great time. It did. Yep. Yeah, and I have a few camping trips booked this summer that I'm very excited about. That's exciting. Yeah, Old Orchard Beach. Hmm. Very stoked. Are you going to go canoeing? I'm going to go canoeing. I'm going to drink vodka. <laughs> <laughs> No, we probably probably won't go canoeing, but okay. 
So you loved this movie. I really did, except the end did confuse me because, so his life falls apart. He realizes that the drinking experiment failed. Well, and he cleans his life up. Mm-hmm. After his wife leaves him with the kids. Yep, his wife leaves him with the kids. His So the four friends who started this project, one of them cannot get it together and ends up committing suicide. Um, I will say that the scene where he gets caught the first time by the janitor. I like so that. So this guy's the gym teacher. The one who, yeah, and Specs! Specs! So the first time that Specs was so cute. there's Look. any... Um, anyone at the school finds out about what might be going on, this janitor is in like the back uh, ballroom closet and he finds 13, 15, 20 bottles of like pints of whiskey and vodka just stashed all around. And he's like, oh, those damn kids. <laughs> and they're like four. <laughs> How did they film Specs getting that goal? Who, what? That was really well done. Maybe he's a good player. He dominated. So Specs is a little kid. The, this gym teacher that we're talking about, he also coached the youth soccer team. Like mm-hmm. U8s, basically. Yeah. yeah. And Specs was the underdog of the team and kind of bullied. And this coach really changed his life. He Well, he also was super talented at, at footy. <laughs> but it was I, I thought that was very sad how he went out. And his dog made it. Uh, I can't talk about the dog. Okay. What about the pissy dog, too? There was the, <laughs> the other friend had the dog that he had to carry out to go to the bathroom. That was Tommy. That's oh, the that same was the same dog. dog. Same yeah. dog. Yeah. All right. It was really sad when he... Tr- when. Uh, Mads tried to clean up, get his friend cleaned up. That's the guy we're talking about. So he's the only one who couldn't recover. So at the end, they're at the funeral for this guy. The three friends who were in on this experiment with him decide to have a drink in his honor, a a draft beer, because they always gave this guy a hard time for wanting to drink draft beer. He did say at one of the things he wants a draft beer. Yeah. So they have a draft, because, you know, they've all been abstaining after all their lives fell apart. But they have this draft beer. One thing leads to another. All of a sudden, they go outside where the students have graduated, and they're all partying and drinking. And so they start drinking with the students. And all of a sudden, they're all drunk again. And the wife is texting the main character. I forget his name. Um, saying that she wants to make things work with him. So it's like, did he learn a lesson? I don't really know. I don't know. That's I think why I'm he confused. Did, but I think that his little experiment also kind of enlightened him a little bit. So if his wife had previously started this other affair because, you know, things were just going nowhere. Yeah. And now he's more aware of it. Realistically, he's going to be more present. He's not, hopefully he doesn't need to be drunk all the time just to have a good time with his family. Um, and then they go into, go into a big dance routine. Well, I he love was the dance routine. <laughs> because Mads Mikkelsen is a trained ballet dancer. Did you catch that in the beginning? Yes. Remember I, when yeah, I texted I, you and I said, finally we get the, the jazz ballet yeah, payoff yeah, yeah. and you didn't respond. So I was like, <laughs> maybe he didn't catch. Well, I think what the end of the movie was like, he knew that the ver- he was sleepwalking through life. He needed right. something to wake him up. Is getting drunk the answer? No, but like it, it, the version of himself that he was putting out there was not his best version. But it doesn't mean he has to be drunk, but he has to kind of... He's got to try harder. Yeah. Got to try harder to enjoy life. I mean... What his, a great lesson for all of us. Yeah. The scenes of him when in the beginning teaching the class, like he was a shitty fucking he professor. Yeah. So that was the thing that all the students complained and the parents came in. Which and I they thought was a little over the top. Like you get all the parents and <laughs> students. <laughs> Does that happen? ripping you in front it of everybody. Happens. Damn. I mean, you wouldn't see it in like a classroom setting like that, but parents, yeah, they get involved. 
Has that happened to you? No. I think you should start living the another round lifestyle. Thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) They made it look very appealing. They never got tired. That's the one thing for me. Is I if you're going to keep going. Um, Scott is has the most experience in this area. <laughs> if you have the stamina, you know, if you have a plan, I don't. you're okay. Okay, I don't Pace have yourself. And again, they go into if if they go into bed by eight o'clock, yeah, nine o'clock every night, get a good night's sleep, you're all right. Again, that only works if you're doing it in small doses. <laughs> That's true. I saw somebody on my Instagram got a thing of psilocybin microdosing mm-hmm. to put in their like drink, and I was like. Hmm, interesting. Good luck. Do you, I think we should try that for the next pod. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Imagine. For the next podcast. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we <laughs> micro-dose psilocybin. Yeah. All right. Let's we'll talk off a nine-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> One story. Did I tell this last week? Was that when I was on that other podcast and I talked about being at Bonnaroo. You did not tell the story yet. So I mentioned on Stand By Your Band that I was at Bonnaroo and I saw Bonnaroo. You have mentioned that on this podcast because you saw David Byrne and you don't remember it. I, it didn't. St- I, I remember it being very awesome, but I don't know any of the songs they played. Okay. So I also saw Bonnaroo and we talked about that in the other podcast. And This was the I, first time you tried cocaine? I never tried cocaine. <laughs> so I, now at the, at the, at the, <laughs> you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's one of so, my favorite running jokes that I don't know if it's true or not. That, whatever. I love we'll it. Leave, the, leave it open. So, I'm at Bonnaroo. It's 2011, I think. And this guy is wearing a thing around his neck, like a, a string with a sign. And it says, where's Molly? And he's mm-hmm. wearing it like, and I'm like, oh, that's crazy. So, we see him around all the time. And I'm like, I asked someone I'm with, I'm like, this this guy's like looking for his girlfriend and he cannot find them. Oh, Pat. And then he goes, this person I'm with is like, what? And I go, <laughs> that guy, like, I can't even imagine being like looking for someone you came here with for that long and you still can't find them. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I go, it says, where's Molly? And they're like, that's the fucking drug. <laughs> and I had never heard of Molly. Right. Obviously. Yeah. I, I never heard of it before. But did you, have you... Did you know what Molly was in 2011? Probably not. Yeah, absolutely not. So that was, I, I thought that would have been a good story to tell. Yeah. But the punchline's ruined in the story because I can't be like, this person right. had a sign around their neck. And it says, I where's, where's this drug? Yeah. yeah. Where's, where's my lady? <laughs> yeah. Where's heroin? <laughs> so anyway, I should have told that. But another round, smash or trash? I, I don't know what this metric is because Scott <laughs> has ruined it for me. So. Suck or fuck. <laughs> I, no, I also don't. <laughs> no, I like it. Can we, we just say that? We like, I really liked we like it. the movie. We liked it. Yeah, it's a good I'll movie. watch it again. We should probably do like an Oscar. Did you watch The Father yet? No, not yet. I watched. Ugh, it's a tough one. That's the thing. When's the right mindset for that? Having gone through that before, I found it to be a very difficult watch. Yeah, I haven't had that displeasure. So the father is about dementia. Anthony about, Hopkins yeah. has Who dementia. Incredible. I he's, was like... Yeah, he's supposed to be amazing. Because it's one of these movies where you're like, oh, the here father. we go, Oscar bait. <laughs> like, it's it's literally... And Olivia Colman's his daughter. She's always great. She was excellent in it. I liked what I saw. It's not... It's just such strong acting. Like, the story yeah. itself is just... It is what it is. It's someone with dementia. <sighs> the so father. it's gonna be tough yeah did you just propose an oscars for this podcast i think we should i think i'm we, happy to we because we've seen all the movies i have i have not seen the father i, have no, not I haven't seen, watched the father yet yeah but that's not nominated for best picture like 
It depends on what you mean by all the oh, movies. Oh, it wasn't nominated? We'll talk about it off mic. Okay. We'll talk about it off mic. Um, so that segues us, I guess, into Lana Del Rey. Yes. With so, her new record, Chemtrails Over the Country Club. Pat, you want you had said you really want to like Lana Del Rey. I, I did. That is which is bad. why you forced this upon us. Uh-huh. Which is that's fine. correct. But why? Pat and I have had a running thing ever since the at least the last record came out, which was Well, it was fucking Norman, critically Norman fucking Rockwell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was and Everyone loved it. Everyone what do you mean you've it. had a running thing? Pat just me and Pat personally. I think that yeah, me but and like you, you guys didn't like it and you couldn't we, understand why everyone loved it. We gave it a couple tries. It never stuck. Like, over the course of 18 months. I think I might have asked you within the last six months, like, hey, did you ever... Yeah, you What did you think of Norman fucking Rockwell? But why feel the need to feel like you have to like it then? At Be- some point, the because critical acclaim... Because you're so online and you see all the stuff and you're like, I yeah, guess that's, I gotta that, like it. That's true. This. That's the that's, basic answer. But it's, it's also the people that we like, the people in, you know, the reviewers that we respect and feel like we usually have a similar connection with, they all like it. And you, neither of you cared for it. I mean, this is a pretty, this is a blind spot that I've been trying to fill for a while. Because when Lana Del Rey hit the scene, she had mm-hmm. a track called Video Games. Did you ever listen to it? I have never heard one song by her This was her this. first single. I'm going to play it. I'll just play a little bit of it. Video killed the radio star? Video games, the radio <laughs> star. Video games, Lana. God damn it. Oh, her, b- before, I don't know, it's one of those names. I love her name. Lana yeah. Del Rey, it's a great artist name. Sure. She picked it to be that way. Sure. Her real name's Lizzie Grant. Uh, yeah, and that's not a great name. It's fine. It's fine. I'm trying to find the track. Fuck. Why is it so hard to find? I don't know. Did you make it up? No. It was her first single. Here so I had never really heard her. What year did you say it was, Pat? Um, 2012. Yeah, someone's enjoying themselves outside right now. Swinging in the backyard, pull up in your fast car, whistling my name. Open up a beer and you say, get over here and play a video game. I'm in his favorite sundress Watching me get undressed Take a body downtown I say you the best So she's always been like this I was just gonna say the same thing And you know what? 2012? Yeah And here's the thing That's my biggest problem She does one thing And she does it over the course of seven albums I'm glad you brought this up Because I didn't explore any of her backlist But like Can I just... I want to re- rewind this for a second. Tell you all the time. Heaven is a place on earth where you tell me all the things you want to do. I heard that you like the bad girls, honey. Is that true? I think that is a killer chorus. Gives me chills. I am warm. <laughs> I am hard. No, it's... <laughs> I When I first heard the song, I was like, okay, this is interesting. This was, you know, nine years ago. Pitchfork destroyed this record. 
they did so not. So then you had to stop liking I it. I had to immediately reevaluate. <laughs> but then other people liked her, so you had to. for it's a tough road they, for you with this. Okay, so I can't. I mean, I'm going to tell you like a lifetime in about two seconds, but they gave Norman fucking Rockwell a 9.2. Wow. I've listened to it. It does absolutely zero for me. And I've tried. Me, and I'm the, yeah. I don't, I don't have the initial. I didn't listen to it. Well, I, I mean, that wasn't the requirement. <laughs> that wasn't what was due. Okay, I'm Mads <laughs> Mikkelsen. I did Mads read Mikkelsen. the Pitchfork article on this album. <laughs> they, this album was kind of like a, I'm not gonna say like an afterthought, but it was announced, it came out, and they gave it a pretty good review. Seven point four is pretty high. Uh, and it's a positive review. Yeah, it was definitely positive. I think she's somebody that like I want to like. I mean. But why? Why do you feel the need? If you don't, if you're not drawn to it, if you don't care for it, just move on. There are so many other things. It's, it's a, almost like a little club that we're not members of, and we're being honest about it. Like if I said I liked it and then I really didn't, that would be one thing. Be but weird. We're, we're we're just saying like hey, I've given this my all. It is not for I, me. I think it's safe to say you have given it your all at this point. <laughs> I haven't. I tried this album and it was. I didn't like it at first, and it's, then it was okay. It's but trite and it's mundane. So I sent an email out on third. Wait, today's Thursday, Tuesday, saying <laughs> this is making me sad and bored. And Pat, you said you really like it, and Scott do, said he had his own thoughts. But what were your thoughts, Scott? Scott's thoughts. Scott's thoughts. <laughs> it's. I like background music in general. It's mm-hmm. terrible background music. Yeah. So I had to kind of focus on listening to it. And then I liked it a little more, but I don't like listening to all the songs in a row. Because they all sound the same. They all sound the same. Her voice doesn't change either. No, it's all really similar. Um, the one song that does have a little oomph oomph to it is the Breakdown and Dance Till We Die. Okay. Yeah. There were a few songs that they changed halfway through and they got better. Yeah. The second half of the song was better than the first. So you talk about the breakdown in Dance Till We Die. I'm going to tell you a note that I wrote before you guys came over. Um, okay. What the hell was that? My window Someone's just got... Sh- rocks at your window. Oh. Is it your like, junior high Seven crush? Seven stories up. Pretty good. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Sign them up. Somebody just realized I desubscribed to their letter. <laughs> Unsubscribed to their, to, to their fucking calendar. Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> That's what I meant to say. That would have been a good joke if you spit it out. You want to try it again? Uh, Uh, Sounds like somebody just realized I unsubscribed to their shared calendar. (laughs) That's what I meant to say. Uh, (laughs) um, Listening to this record, I discovered, I I created, we've created one genre of music. The podcast has? Yeah, you did. Our first episode. Oh, well, I didn't actually. I thought I did. you did. I mean, it was an independent thought. Yeah. So what was that genre called? Doom pop. Okay, I made up a new genre. Okay, away message core. Yes, I this agree is with you. Away message core. It really okay. is. Because I I like the song White Dress. That's my favorite song on the record. <laughs> Emily hates it. Do you I, not like her voice? I cannot listen to that song. Ah, uh, I like. That is it. why I had you come in with red dress. Did you know that? No, no, I didn't uh, know that either. That's okay. fine. You should have told us. <laughs> <I know. laughs> The song sticks with me. I don't like it, but it just sticks with me. We can't talk over the music. We have okay, to, let's, let's, it, it will play. Sun, stay, don't. 
So you can't listen to this. When she talks about the conference in Orlando, the men's I'm be- out. men's why? I don't know. I thought this this is my favorite song on the record by far. Wow. Uh, but it has some weird lyrics, which I don't care for, and I'm going to say them. Listening to White Stripes when they were white hot, listening to rock all day long. I like my girls to listen to rock. Rock yeah. and roll. Rock and or roll, to quote Reverend, what's his name from The Simpsons? Lovejoy. <laughs> and then she also says, when I was a waitress wearing a tight dress, handling the heat, I wasn't famous just listening to Kings of Leon to the beat. That's fucking embarrassing. Why? Kings of Leon is not a band that's made an indelible mark on pop culture. They were big for five years. Yeah, they were big. They put on a new record two weeks ago. Did you know that? No. They were big okay. for five years. <laughs> I think that she's... the. Deca- Why do you like this song? Let me ask you that. I, I like the melody. I like her the way she sings. I like how her voice like barely can hit the notes. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought it was pretty vulnerable. So I was thinking it'd be a fun background live performance if you are someplace, like having in a like a David Lynch movie, there's always a live act going yeah. on. Or in a in Twin Peaks the Return, every episode has a live act. And this would just in a smoky bar It's not well, weird enough. Doesn't have to be weird for Lynch. You you gotta watch the return. I don't know how many times I have to tell you. <laughs> uh like nine inch nail it's just he has a bunch of female artists on there. Is female okay? Why can't I say female? It's on the list of red I flags. I know. It's my main red <laughs> yeah, flag. Female. Yo, I don't like about- it, but I don't like any of the... Uh, what's my better option? Broads. <laughs> I've worked away from that. I feel like she's... Her, she's. If you're a Lana fan, you probably love everything she does because it's so such a rich catalog and there's so much mythos behind everything. Mythos? That's yeah, a new mythos. <laughs> Mythos. Is that a word? Ethos. No, I just mean like she has mythology. Ton- like yeah, like she has a ton oh, of mythology okay. around. Mythos. Her. Mythos. Is it, is it? I don't know which one it is to be. Come on, don't make me die on this hill. We could all be wrong. I just I think that mythos. She, I think people that love her love her. Yeah, I just can't get into it. This album reminded me a lot of folklore. It. I I wrote down. I, so yeah. I was surprised when you said in your email back that you were loving it because you did not like folklore. This is anti-T-Swiftness. Not yeah. much difference and between this and Taylor Hyam Swift. Too. Well, Hyam's way better. Hyam's better, yeah. definitely. Not much difference between this and Taylor Swift. Music for away messages. I wrote that down. Yeah. Which... Was that before or after you emailed us saying you really liked it with a frown face? I... I he doesn't really, know. I really <laughs> like that White Dress song. I really okay. do. Do you like the title track? <sighs> Song no, two. I wrote that every the lyrics for that entire song are re- stupid. Uh, <laughs> the lyrics for every song are exactly the same, though. Yeah, they're all away messages. You're right. There were songs, though, that they started out not that great, and then they got better. Where we read that review that said Taylor Swift, was, those records were music to like braid your friend's hair to. You're right, though, about the similarities between her and Taylor Swift. Yeah. I like Taylor Swift. I I wanted to like this so much. And I, I love White Dress. I'm sorry. I love it. You don't have to apologize. Yeah, you don't have to apologize. I did not like it at all. When I put it on at work on Tuesday and I started that email to you guys, that was a song that was on. And I was like, is this what I'm in for? When Emily drives over here every day, every week, we listen to whatever the artist of the, the album of yeah, the week is. I did not know you did that. Yeah. And White Dress <laughs> came on. It's not a long on, drive. And Emily just groaned and hit the Ugh. next button. <laughs> 
right. the way she says the business conference in Orlando, she like tries men's to get it out really fast. Business, con- it's men's music. She does have a weird way of enunciating what she's trying to rhyme and tell a story. It, I don't yeah. like it. I don't either, mm. and I feel really bad saying that. Well, we're, we're talking about like bad lyrics. Did you look at the lyrics for Wild at Heart? <laughs> no, but that song, I did end up liking. I ended up liking that song a little bit more, but it was so cheesy. Here are some lyrics. I love you lots like polka dots. You're killing me more than coffee pots and Insta dots. No, Insta pots. No, Insta thoughts. That's what it was. Oh, I didn't look them up. I thought she said coffee pots and Insta pots. And I I was was like, Pat will like this. I was going to do a thing (laughs) where I was going to do another game where I did my own lyrics and you had to guess what it was, but I was like. Not enough time. No, I was going to be like, my love for you is like a Vitamix. (laughs) We can blend it together. (laughs) And we have a lifetime warranty. <laughs> the motor and the routers are covered for all time. <laughs> but I didn't do it. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh, hold on. If we can talk about just how the songs, a few of them, do change over. Can yeah. you give me Dance Till We Die? Yeah. And, and throw it on at the 2.30 mark. part of the whole album yeah it's not I even agree. close can i play you my timestamp that i wrote down can i just say first this the name of this song i cannot hear it without thinking of hocus pocus and a very select number of our listeners will understand why but go ahead with the rest all right so this is from dark but just a game yep i wrote down minute 140 is cool so we'll this go to is that. so <laughs> funny we're all on the same page with our changes here go ahead it's dark but just a game so play it like a sim I like that part I, don't think <laughs> I, I did too I don't think I noticed that one yeah it just it's a complete change up. She had a few songs where they did that and they got much more interesting. The problem was she had <laughs> yeah, to hook to you go, earlier yeah. to get well, was, to that point. But it didn't work for us. It was like the opposite. They unhooked <laughs> us. And then you had to, like, your patience prevailed. If Had it not been for this podcast, I wouldn't have made it through. I know. I would have kept skipping songs until I heard something that hooked me. Well, like, it, it's so interesting that we, like, we go back to the first episode, Cocktail Twins. Mm-hmm. Um. One of these days you'll get it right. Cock two, cock no, two. No, I think no. your new one was, I think, a, an original pronunciation. <laughs> Co- cocktail, cocktail, whatever. Um, like listening to them, it's I give me it all. I'll keep listening to it. It's so rich, and it all appeals to me. And it was new. It was it, a new sound. This is like, even though it's from the eighties, but I listening to this record, it further makes me wonder what the appeal is to lana del rey wow and like i i know i said that i liked the record like i did i liked it 
I liked it, but it does not make me want to listen to it anymore. No. So in the Pitchfork review, they reference her as one of the greatest American songwriters. But it was kind of a backhanded compliment. Was it? The way they I said it. I think that they meant that she pulls out American kish. Yeah. Kitsch? Americana. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, and then okay. they went on to describe all the problems with America, and then they summed it up by saying, then, yeah, she is a great American song. She also had this weird this very thing bizarre about article. I really liked it, but I couldn't get the tone of it. I didn't reread it. She had a weird quote about the insurrection at the Capitol. Yeah. It, I'm not saying that she was right or wrong. It was just a weird take on it. It was a weird, yeah. Where it was like these people... It was more neutral than you expected. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Maybe but I don't neutrality... Think she meant it that way, but it just no, the way it I, read. If it, you heard it, it might sound different. Yeah, she was blaming society at large versus these individual people which isn't a bad take i mean right no it's um is if you don't ascribe that she is applauding them then and she's just kind of trying to state a fact it's tough to find it's a fine line between being pragmatic and being neutral and then and being like it's an impossible line yeah or you're just trying to make an observation because if you make an observation people are going to like draw conclusions to it right. i felt like she made an observation it made me think, and I'm like, well, we know that that was bad and stupid and shitty, and these people are, are, are bad people. She I was put all those in quotes <laughs> for anyone who's wondering. <laughs> these are bad people <laughs> that did a bad thing. <laughs> but she was more like, hey, these are marginalized people that have no outlet for their behavior. She, these Which are people that want to wild out, and there's no way for people that, to wild out anymore. Yeah. So I think they should bring back wild and out. Yeah, maybe. The uh, improv show <laughs> on MTV. Okay. You know what I watched the other day? I Jackass don't. 3D. Very funny. I saw... Is this related to the Distraction Podcast or no? No. Okay. Yeah. I saw one of the Jackass movies in the theater my I, freshman year. I think I saw it with you. And it was fucking amazing. It was the hardest I've ever laughed. Was it the first one? I think so. I don't think I did... No, I, don't I think saw I saw it with my with college you. friends. Yeah. I will die on this hill that the hardest I've ever laughed in the theater was the first Jackass movie and the first Borat. Borat. I was with you for that. Just un... People talk about like the the movie experience being dead. Whatever. Like, I could take it or leave it. If another Tarantino movie comes out or Paul Thomas Anderson, I will go see it in the theater. Wait, let me check that red flag list again. Oh, no. Loves Borat. (laughs) Loves PTA. Um... Yeah, so Lana, I guess you're canceled, unfortunately. I, no. I don't know. I really don't know. Well, we have some fans of the podcast that listen to a bunch of different kind of music. Do they yeah. like Lana? I'll have to ask. I I haven't heard anyone talk about her. I honestly had never heard one of her songs, except for our friend Dan, I think, maybe. I'm not sure. You said this. I'm not positive. I could be mixing it up with something else. Dan, correct me. I'm probably wrong. Dan, call in if you uh, <laughs> want to correct us. You know, I am kind of glad that I gave this like a thorough listen because it further cements the idea that it's like not for me. We did the homework. Yeah. And it's like St. Vincent is such a much more interesting and diverse artist to me. We don't need to compare. You have to. Female artists. No, when it's women, <laughs> you have to. No, but Scott knows what I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> oh, now you're going to. But I, I don't know. I, I, we've, I, we've given Lana our best shot. Did, you she know has, what? Her next record, we'll listen to it once. She has so many albums. Born to Die, Paradise, um, Lust for Life. I mean, these are, she's got a pretty crazy discography. 
Does she cover Less for Life on that album? No, she does not. She has her own version. Okay. With The Weeknd. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't love it. I'll probably never listen to it again. But I liked it a little. The more I listened to it, the more I liked yeah. it for the purposes of this podcast. If We'll wrap it up in a few seconds, a few minutes. But what would you take? This guy's gave me the stink eye. What would you recommend to somebody that like, hey, if you like Lana, check this out instead? I, I'd have to know a little bit more info. Mm-hmm. But I would say hi him. Okay. Um, and I did hear, I mean, she, there was a song that really reminded me of Joni Mitchell and she talked about Joni Mitchell in one of her songs. It's a good comparison. So I would maybe say that. Yeah. It's so funny. Like Joni Mitchell, she's, she's much more like diverse. Lana's doing one song. Yeah. Scott, what about you? I got nothing here. Well, like one of my favorite female artists is Bonnie Raitt. Wait, you Bonnie Riot? Bonnie Riot. <laughs> I just think that like she's just so much more interesting. She is very interesting, yeah. And she does covers, she does originals, and she plays guitar. More country. That's country-ish sound. If but yeah. at some point, country is R and B, is yeah. whatever. Yeah, like right, to me, right. it doesn't. She's definitely more R and B. She's just got that twangy. Yeah. Sound. Well, it's too bad, Lana. You didn't make the cut. What are we doing next week? We, Let's, we gotta we, talk about this off mic because we know. say it did at you, the end of each week and then we did, change Patrick, it. Patrick, did you listen to the Death from Above 1979 I have not record? Yet. I like it a lot. Is it a like their old stuff? I don't know. I don't know much about them. Does it sound like if a drone made music? Thirty uh, percent. Good. Yeah. I don't know. Well, do you want to? But we'll talk about it off. I mic. like it. But that's All right. Just me. Cool. Um, in for lovers is that what it's called yeah <laughs> sorry right. Lana yeah alright well we'll end it with a little death from above I guess and uh, yeah, we'll be back in a week I hope so I want to get the, good, the perfect song alright thanks for listening thanks everybody and we'll have some heavy editing to do April Fools <laughs> April Fools we weren't recording <laughs> bye <laughs>